0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com.
1: By law and regulation, the Veterans Affairs Department is supposed to check out the employees used by its contractors. A recent look-see by the VA's Office of Inspector General found some pretty serious noncompliance. With details and why this is so risky, we turn to VA's Deputy Assistant IG for Audits and Evaluations, Jeff Brown. Mr. Brown, good to have you with us.
2: Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me.
1: And you looked at 50 contracts that involve supplying people. Uh, Tell us the nature of these contracts, the types of services that were being supplied, and then we'll get into the details of what you found.
2: The type of contracts we selected were obviously service contracts because that would involve the most amount of uh, individuals and, and personnel that would need background and security checks. And they ranged everything from Um, health care exams, unarmed security guards, child care, medical disability exams, and janitorial work, anything that would require access to a VA facility.
1: Right. So that means it included people who actually touch veterans.
2: That's correct. Yes.
1: And you found that 47 out of 50 contract files did not, and I'm reading and you can explain what this means, did not include position designation records that established the position investigative requirements for the contract. Translate that for us.
2: Sure. The position designation is, is key for the, kind of the first step in, in vetting the people that work for the, the contractors that support the VA, largely because we don't want to waste un, unnecessary resources in delve. Into people's background, you know, unnecessarily. So, depending on the level of involvement, the level of access to facilities and information, uh, will dictate how how much background investigation is required into each individual. So, uh, an individual with computer access, a computer technician, you know, they could. Possibly steal or violate information security policies would need a certain level of background check. Someone that deals directly with veterans or employees of the VA would need a certain level of background check. And then someone with more limited access, maybe a janitorial service or something like that, would need less, less of a background check, but they all need some form of, of vetting. And uh, it begins with the position designation to establish that security risk.
1: And these lacked that designation. Did that mean these contracts also lacked the background checks themselves?
2: In many cases, yes, they did lack the background checks as well. We started off with the position designation because before you can do anything, you have to determine what level of background check is needed for these individuals. And without that, that's kind of getting off on the wrong foot with the first step.
1: Right. So I imagine the different individual contracts had different designations. That is, if you're buying a custodial contract to clean up labs and operating rooms and hallways, that's probably going to be a different company than is supplying physicians to examine veterans.
2: Yeah, in a different company, or at least, a, you know, a different level of background check for that individual. Um, you know, some of these contracts can can have several types of individuals from, you know, security guards to janitorial services, as we said, um, under one contract. But each, that's why each position, each uh, each body that we're contracting for has a different position designation to, to establish that security background check needed.
1: Right. And in the majority of these cases, you also found that VA did not include The again, I'll read it, did not include contract language to communicate contractor vetting requirements to the contractor.
2: That's correct. When it wasn't included in the contract and the company is unaware that this is even needed, you know, we can be fairly certain that it's not being accomplished the way it should be.
1: And then ultimately, 215 of 286 contractor employees that you looked at under these contracts, 75% of them had no evidence that they had fingerprint checks, A whole bunch did not have any kind of background investigative work done at all.
2: That's correct. It was a large percentage, 75%, as you mentioned, uh, didn't have any kind of background check or any documentation of it being done. As auditors, you know, we can only say what we find, so it's hard when you're looking at 2020 contracts in 2023 to say, no, this wasn't done, but it's kind of, if the record isn't there, then, you know, then we can safely assume that it probably wasn't done. We have to couch it that way, that the documentation wasn't there, because someone could always bring out a, oh, no, we did have these records, we just were, you know, mislocated them or something like that.
1: Yes, if you looked at 50 contracts, I mean, the VA has tens of thousands of contracts, but if the bulk of those 50 lacked all of these requirements and weren't carried out, it's probably safe. You're assuming this is a projectable finding across VA writ large.
2: That's correct. We we think it's systematic. I mean, I, we looked at as a judgmental sample. So in audit language, we would, a statistical sample is something we project across the whole universe of contracts. You know, our teams tend to be about a four-person team that's reviewing this. So we have to select a sample that's big enough that they can Accomplish in a timely manner and get the information needed out, but is large enough to capture the view of the whole. So we thought 50 was a good example. And we that was across different contracting organizations in the VA. And as we said, different types of contracts for different types of services.
1: We're speaking with Jeff Brown. He's Deputy Assistant Inspector General for Audits and Evaluations at the Veterans Affairs Department. And what raised this issue to the VAOIG did someone blow the whistle or did someone say hey you better look at this
2: well we've actually done a lot of work in this area another group within our organization has looked into the government side for vetting and granting badges and, and security cards to government direct government workers and being in the contracting realm we looked at the the physical security of contractor IDs prior to this report and what, what is termed a PIV card or personal identification verification card. During that, that review, we found that, you know, the, the background checks into obtaining those cards were often not, the documentation wasn't there. And we started asking questions. When we begin any review, we have, you know, the IG hotline that gets, hundreds if not thousands of complaints each month and so we come through that database of hotlines to see if any allegations have been made that support or or raise more concern about the area and as you see the example in the report of the st cloud minnesota um uh Hospital issue, we uh, we did find hotlines that directly related to this, so we you know investigated those as well as we're conducting the audit.
1: Would it be accurate to say this is kind of a hot button? This is a something urgent for VA to get after.
2: Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, the VA has a has a huge mission and and they have a lot on their plate, and so determining the priority of this one issue is probably uh, someone above my pay grade. But yes, it is is a hot button issue because I mean. We really want to make sure that our veterans and our workers are safe when they're doing their job. No one can can kind of focus on what they have to do and providing the best care to our veterans if they have to worry about the supported staff they have working with them.
1: And let's talk about some of the top line recommendations you made.
2: We felt that a lot of the, the issues that generated these problems were a lack of clear guidance there's external government-wide regulations from the office of personal management and and other federal entities that apply to any contractor position with the the federal government including va and then to build on that va has several policies that are meant to implement those regulations and it was when you read through them it it isn't very hard to understand why some of these mistakes might have been made it's conflicting it's outdated I think the most recent policy update was in the 2010 time frame so you can imagine just how different the world has been in the last 13 years and how security requirements may have changed. Uh, you know, including, you know, accessing social media of individuals that may be uh, applying for positions, et cetera. And so we just felt that, uh, you know, it hinged a lot on that conflicting guidance and determining responsibility. So that was probably our most key recommendation was to streamline those policies, firmly designate what entities are responsible for what, and make sure that these contractors are being vetted properly.
1: And did the VA, I guess it's mostly VHA officials that you dealt with, agree with the findings and the recommendations generally?
2: They, they agreed with all we made six recommendations, they agreed with all six. The only deliberation between us and the agency was how conflicting or again, who was responsible for editing these policies or ultimately doing the contractor background checks, um, but we were able to hash that out during the, the recommendation review and comment period and two of the recommendations currently have already been closed four are still open, but they have corrective action plans in place to try to Uh, mitigate those recommendations. And we'll continue to monitor those and close those when appropriate action has been taken.
1: Jeff Brown is Deputy Assistant Inspector General for Audits and Evaluations at the Veterans Affairs Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. And we'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive wherever you get your podcasts.